Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I'm your host, Hanan Al-Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Empower to Grow. This is your host, Hannah Nabash. Today, I'm excited to have a fellow a female entrepreneur who uh, we're sharing uh, the same coaching program with. It's amazing that we actually resonated on so many levels when we were just DMing each other. So uh, Tracy Blam is the... Uh, hmm, let's say how to, how to say that the six figure signature program founder. And um, well, that's exactly what she does. That's her secret formula. And that's what she shares with everyone. Tracy, nice to meet you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to share. Thank you. We were talking about the retrograde earlier. So apparently my stutter now is part of the retrograde. So <laughs> let's hope that doesn't yes. continue through the episode. <laughs> And no problem. I had to redo a couple of videos three times today, which I've never had to do in the past. And I'm like, just my tongue's been bigger. I'm not sure what's going on. So, <laughs> Well, Tracy, it's a pleasure. And uh, I'll start with a question that I start everyone on. What does empower to grow mean to you? How did that phrase resonate with you? Empowered to grow to me means that we can take on whatever we want, right? Everything is just a matter of finding the masters to teach us. So I think that any woman can change her career, change her relationships, change her body, change her mindset. It's just, you need to feel empowered to do that. And for me, that's through knowledge, right? The more you learn, the more you earn, as Jack Canfield always says. And I've really taken that to heart over the years that if I want something, I'm going to go learn how to do it. I love that. And I think that's apparently where a lot of people get stuck as mm-hmm. it's between there's, there's the gap and there's the bridge between learning and applying. And yes. I know I got stuck there because as you can see, I love learning and I love accumulating knowledge. And yet I found myself unable to launch, to execute. And um, I had to learn that is like, okay, I need to change. I must change. I want to. Um, no one is forcing this onto me. So what do I do now? And I started putting down the steps and putting, and another form is I actually also, um, I, I think I've been speaking about this a lot lately over the past few weeks is I started taking accountability, personal accountability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big scheduler. Um, so I will schedule the learning time and then I always schedule the implementation time and I'm neurotic obsessive compulsive about (laughs) timers. Um, Because for me, my first career was architecture, and there was always that deadline. So you weren't, you had to. So I, for me personally, what I know to be true for me, is I need the pressure of, I only have an hour to get this done. I love that. That's, that's a very practical tip. But I mean, I know I've got it. I I talk about compartmentalizing your day and your week and everything. And I've got my calendar up on my wall and whatever is in my calendar on my mobile, but I, I think I'm going to set timers now. So that's, that's going to be an interesting twist. <laughs> yes. And I, mine are very, uh, they aren't harsh timers. I started with the harsh, annoying ones. And what I found is it, it upset me. So I actually have 
chimes, right? So it's more like a sacred ending of things, so to speak, as my husband puts it, um, because the little that comes up from my Google calendar isn't enough to stop what I'm doing. Um, when I find that it's the chimes and I'm like, and we are complete. And I will actually physically stand up out of my chair. I'll leave my office, go get a cup of water, come back. And then I go into the next project. And I find that that for me really works well. So I like that. I will yeah. apply that. Thank you for that. Yeah. So you're empowered to grow in your own way and you empower mm -hmm. others to grow. Can you share a bit about your story, please? Oh, would love to. So originally, um, I have a, a really weird life. So I left home at the age of 15, uh, put myself through high school, put myself through university, started in an architecture and design, did that for a bunch of years, couldn't get pregnant, struggled with that for three years, cost us about $28,000, still no baby. And then ended up working with uh, alternative medicine lady who did body talk. And within two sessions, cost me $150. I was pregnant with my first child. Wow. And I was so shocked because I had done all the Western medicine, which has its place. If I break my arm, don't rub essential oils on me, take me to the emergency. <laughs> <get> right? to <laughs> you know, just there's a place for everything. Right. Yeah. And so what ended up happening was I went to her info night. And when I saw how much science was behind it, I signed up. And then six months later, I was a full practitioner. So I was doing four days a week at the architecture office, one day a week in the clinic. And I specialized in infertility. And then the majority of our business was out of the US. I live in Canada. And 80% of our business was lost due to a crash in the US. And they wanted to promote me to director. And I said, no, give it to someone who wants to be here, I quit. <laughs> so just like that, I quit signed up with a fertility clinic and started working there, was given the opportunity to purchase that clinic. And when I looked at all the books and everything, and the state of the building, everything about me is what's the state of the building, <laughs> I opened my own clinic. Nice. So, um, and we specialized in undiagnosed infertility. And so I ran that for 10 years, we had a huge success rate, just loved it. But what I found was, it was corporate women who didn't think they could have their career and a family. It was a huge mindset. So thing. many bells for me right now. <laughs> Such a, and that was mine. Mine was, I've worked my buns off to get to this level in architecture. And if I have a baby, knowing where my husband's career was going, I'd be stuck with the kid. That true, full transparency, right? Like that was what I was, was in my support child. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it sounds bad, but it was true. It was yeah. true to the point where my reproductive system wouldn't work. So, uh, and I didn't have the tools I have now, which is the reframe of what career could I work that would give me the lifestyle I desire so I can have as many babies as I want. I only want to, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was running my own clinic. Right. So, and so that's what I did. I created that. And then I found that over the years, it, uh, my role became coaching these women into signature systems and programs and all of that. So they had minimal time having to deliver if they were going to deliver live. They only had to focus on a few launches and then they could be home with their babies and make six figures, which they weren't making or taking home in their current careers. Even though these were like CEOs, CFOs, managers, directors, they weren't bringing home that kind of pocket change and they weren't having a baby either. So it was not really a win-win. So 
So we got to that. And then when I hit my 10 year mark, um, mm -hmm. the oil and gas in our area, which was the primary economy booster, uh, dropped. And I just said, I want to just go work with women in building these programs. I'm like fertility. Yes, I loved creating families, but I love this more because then it's I'm working with a lot of moms who have babies at home. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that. And I love how you've merged and used and optimized and capitalized on your background as an architect with the structures and the systems and your love for alternative medicine and, you know, how it goes, your mess into your message, the infertility part and what was not working for you. And you mm -hmm. created something out of that and created something that you love and you want to um, benefit other women as well. Yes, definitely. I think anyone can have a six figure business. Yep. Anyone. We all have expertise somewhere. Yes, that's 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 what I yep. preach. So, <laughs> OK, so standing where you are right now, what advice would you impart on your 19 year old self who took herself through schools My, and university? Uh, everything? You know, what? I would tell her to keep her drive and perseverance, but make sure that you have those stop points and ask, does this truly make me happy? Right. Like I'm willing to put in crazy amounts of hours if I need to still, but only if it's going to make me happy. Right. Like back when I started in architecture, <laughs> I was the blueprint girl and I had to wear a respirator because they used to use uh, ammonia and formaldehyde to make the blueprints. That's what made them oh, blue. Okay. Okay. And okay. I'm like, but I'm in architecture. Now I'd be like, I'm out. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's just going to be a no for me. I would never destroy my body that way again, I guess is the best way to put it. I, I believe you can have your cake and eat it too. You just have to be more strategic. Exactly. But that's the beautiful thing that you brought up. It's, are you happy? And I think mm -hmm. we don't stop enough to ask ourselves that question. I mean, as children, all we're seeking is happiness. Yes. When we're bored with something, that's it. We move on to something else that makes us happy. We laugh from our heart. We giggle. We, we you know, we, we jump around and we do whatever it is. And we lose that sense and that spark as we grow older. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I just had a conversation with a very close friend of mine a couple of days ago. And we were talking about using this last summer, especially post-pandemic or we're well, not post, but after. <laughs> and... Um, and she said, I was saying, you know, I was doing a lot of reflection over the summer and her comment was me too. And I kept asking myself, am I happy? Am I happy where I am? And I'm happy. Am I happy doing what I, what I'm doing? And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay. And the answer was, she's like, no, the answer was no. So now I have to think of beyond this point, what, what do I do now? And I think that's where we also get stuck. And I find a lot of women, you know, they do the marriage mortgage babies Mm -hmm. And we get caught up in the roles and then we forget what makes us happy. Yeah. Right. So a lot of times when we come in and I go, what's fun for you? And they're like, not having to do the dishes. And I'm like, boring. Like that's, not yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's five bucks to my teenagers looking for gas money. That's what that is. That's an easy solution. Smart. But you know what? But yeah. What really brings you joy for me? It's my morning walks by the river and just breathing and listening to the water and, yeah. you know, all of that. Like I don't listen to music. I'm not listening to podcasts. You know, a lot of people are like, when you're walking, do that. No, it's just take that stop, that moment to appreciate yeah. what's around you and feeling the sun on my face. Like that brings me joy. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I want a job that allows me to do that without having to get up at five in the morning. <laughs> and and, <laughs> not not the morning. and not even enjoy it. So you're not even doing something that's actually gratifying. You're just yes. doing it because of one, two, three, and well, actually up to a hundred reasons. And I find that's um, another reason why people just believe. I know because that's the story I told myself for so many years that I can't, it's not an option for me to walk out. It's not yeah. an option that I can do what I want to do. And this, this is a part, it's changing our, our perspective on life and our mindset about what's actually possible. True. And the other thing I told myself was, is I can't make this kind of money somewhere else. Right? Like, how yeah. am I going to make the same money that I did in architecture and design as a therapist or as a clinic owner or as a coach? And it, it turns out very easily. <laughs> right? yeah. And, it, yeah. it, and to the point where a few years back, my old firm ran into a bit of a pickle. So I stepped in to help out for a few months. And I remember thinking in my head, I'm sitting here and at the end of the day, I've only made this much money and I'm miserable <laughs> and I could go help two clients change their world and make five times this amount in two hours that this is not like, it was great. I love the fact that I went back to help because it reminded me why I left and it reminded me how much better it is when you're doing your own gig. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Let's look at the other end of the spectrum. Your okay. 90 year old self. What would you like her to thank you for? I, hmm, that's a very good question. Uh, I think I would like her to thank me for just, I don't want to say pushing because that sounds like that's all I do is push, but just constantly going for it, right? Not mm -hmm. believing as the kids these days say, the haters, Right. Like there were yeah. lots of times where, you know, close friends, close mentors, um, family members said that I couldn't do something. Like when I told my parents I was going to go take architecture, my mom said, bless her heart, you can't do architecture. You don't know how to pick a faucet. And I remember laughing. And then she got really <laughs> upset with me. And I'm like, that's so not what it is. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, their own perspective on it. Yeah. 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 Or people going, why would you go do that? You're going to, you know, have sleepless nights. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And I'm like, challenge accepted. That's a no. Yeah. Right. So I would like her to thank me for that, that no matter what's gone on, we've kept going. I love that because again, we've been conditioned and I know um, I speak of this a lot as women that you can't, you won't, you shouldn't. And these are the things that for personally, I know that part of the big chunk of me took it as, as you said, challenge accepted. And I'm going to, I'm going to prove you wrong, but also that for me, apparently, um, or what I've realized now is it was negative toxic fuel. It was doing everything with the drive to prove you wrong rather than to prove me right, to prove that this is what I want to do. And this is what I want to pursue. And that's another perspective shifter that that's helped me. It was like, okay, now, what do I want? Not what do the haters told me that I can't do. So I have to do it to prove them wrong. The Taurus in me as well is always about the, the going against yeah. what, what people tell me I should be doing. Yes. Yes, I agree. And it's, you know, at what point do we shift that energy? Right. Mm -hmm. I think that 
with leaving home at 15, I needed that toxic negative fuel so that I would finish high school and I would get into university. But I think that when I left university, it should have became about me and it didn't, it came, it was still that ingrained, prove it wrong, prove it wrong. It was a very male dominated industry. And I was going to prove them that I could be just as good as them. And I was going to prove to them that I could run a construction crew with 35 men old enough to be my dad in a skirt. Right? Like I was just, <laughs> yep. you know, it was, uh, I was conditioned for the fight versus sure. conditioned for the receive. I love that. Yes. And the conditioning for the receive just is so much easier, so much more fun, so much more delicious. That's <laughs> yes. Agreed. 100%. Mm. Well, okay. You're in a room. Well, you're in a hall, you're on a stage and you're talking to tens of thousands of women. And the topic is about being empowered to grow. Mm-hmm. What would be that last message you leave them with? Everything is possible. You just need to make sure that your mindset is set because mindset leads and action follows. Yes. Yeah. Short and sweet and to the point. Yes. Well, Tracy, this has been amazing and enriching on so many levels. Where can our viewers and listeners find you in virtual space? Virtual space, they have, they can reach me uh, on my website, which is tracyblem.com, B-L-E-H-M. And then the other thing is, is my YouTube channel, Tracy Blem Coaching. Um, I share a lot of mindset stuff there. It's all mindset stuff there so that you can get rid of the belief systems known or unknown that are holding you back. So you can go out and crush your world in whatever way that is important to you. I love that. Well, Tracy, thank you so much. It was a yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> well, I think Tracy just said it best. It's uh, mindset first, actions follow. And uh, as I always say, empowered you empowers others. You have the power within you. You just have to believe it and you have to act on it. And you lead the way and others are just going to be just as inspired by your actions. So um, thank you so much for joining us. As always, I wish you love, abundance, and prosperity. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.